Hi, I'm Daniel Budai, and this is the Ecom Show, a podcast where you can learn more about the world of high-performing e-commerce players and marketers. The show is brought to you by the team of Budai Media. Let's grow your e-commerce business together. This episode is brought to you by Budai Media. At Budai Media, we help e-commerce businesses scale beyond eight and nine-figure annual revenue with retention marketing and website conversion rate optimization. We help e-commerce businesses get to the next level by increasing their customer lifetime value and website conversion rate. Budai Media helped 100 plus e-commerce stores grow from all over the world in the last three years. If you think you need help with scaling your e-commerce business, let's connect. Email us your questions at contact at thebudaimedia.com. If you want to learn more about this topic or find out more details, go to thebudaimedia.com. Let me spell Budai to make it easier for you. B-U-D-A-I. So again, go to thebudaimedia.com to learn more. Yeah, let's get started. So <clears throat> thanks, uh, Claudio, for, for being here and uh, everyone who is listening to us today. We will talk about uh, video marketing. Uh, it's a recurring topic uh, in this podcast. Video is huge and it's becoming bigger and bigger every year. And uh, Claudio you have this uh, or has this company video wise and uh, he will tell us more about why it's a unique company and how this can help um, e-commerce stores increase their conversions. Absolutely. Hey Claudio and how are you nowadays? Thank you so much, Daniel. I'm very busy nowadays, as you can see from my dark spots uh, below my eyes, getting a little sleep and trying to manage um, life work balance. But um, I'm very excited because we are we are in a in a growth mode with our company and we are covering ground very quickly and we're very eager for what the future lays for the company and lays ahead. Uh, but yes, I am the founder my name is Claudio Choba. I am the founder of VideoWise. Uh, VideoWise is a video shopping application on Shopify that helps Shopify brands sell more through the power of video. And um, we don't just place videos on websites as a lot of other small apps. We actually increase revenue and generate real revenue, additional revenue through video, through video shopping, more precise. Uh, and I will get into a lot of detail about what VideoWise does, how it does is, uh, how it does these things, what's the secret sauce behind the company, how are we different from a lot of other video marketing applications. I would call ourselves a video shopping product instead of a video marketing mm -hmm. product. I think it's more relevant because with video marketing, you don't directly produce revenue with videos. It's more about increasing or reaching your audience and communicating yeah. something through video, where with VideoWise, you put your videos to work and you generate revenue through that video. So yeah. it's a bit different. Before we jump into it, so let's get in your personal background because last time I remember when we talked, it was really interesting. So tell yes. us more about your journey because you are actually quite close from my place. You are from uh, Romania. Yeah. I'm from yes. Hungary, neighbor countries in Europe. And... Uh, I know you lived in the US for many years. So what did you do there? Absolutely. Uh, so I'm originally from Romania, from Transylvania. Um, I still live in Transylvania right now, but I, I left for the States. It was the first time I ever left the country 
uh, when I was 20 years old and I left directly for New York for a design internship. I worked right. there as an art director uh, and that's how I started my design career um, as with an internship as an art director. So I started from branding, doing web design. We didn't have the term user experience or user interface design. Um, we only had web design. And so I started with HTML, CSS as a regular front-end developer or designer. And I just grew from there and had the opportunity to work with different startups, had the opportunity to work with different enterprise companies all over the world from the UK, a lot in Silicon Valley. I have a, a lot of experience with companies from the Valley. I uh, spent some time at Uber, like some noticeable companies with their growth team, uh, helping them with their sign-up process, increase conversions. I also spent uh, I, I also spent some time with um, with other startups that raised money and had exits. I was part of an exit with Facebook as the lead product designer uh, for a social media network. And um, my roles were always usually the same as the lead product person. I was either head of product or the lead product designer for that company. I would come in and either design a new product from scratch or redesign uh, the product or help with the conversion. Uh, there was always a very specific goal and I never uh, stuck around too much. I was, I think the most I spent with a company was two and a half years to three years, um, simply because I was coming in to do a job and I was doing a job. And if there were like, once I've accomplished my job, you know, I wasn't needed anymore. Uh, that, that was pretty much it. And um, for me, that was very fun. I always came in, I knew exactly what my tasks were, what my, object, what my objective, objectives were. And I just accomplished those objectives and everyone was really happy. We either like stuck around for a bit more time, but usually it wasn't, it wasn't too long. It was just a few years, one, two years that that was like usually my engagement with different companies. Uh, three, I think was the, was the most. And yeah. Uh, yeah. For, for me, it almost sounds like these companies hired you for projects, like maximum two and a half year. Years I, I was offered full-time positions. I was offered full-time positions. I was, um, I was offered a full-time position as a human interface designer at Apple. Uh, I had my fair share of interviews with Facebook. Facebook wanted me to hire as a product manager, uh, but I was, I really preferred my freedom to be honest. And I was traveling a lot, uh, over the past five years, um, or even six years. And I preferred that nomad sort of lifestyle, lifestyle where you could work from anywhere, enjoy life to its fullest. Obviously in our days, it's kind of hard to do that. Even though I try to inspire the same mentality in my company now, where VideoWise is a fully remote company and we are very generous with our vacation days. We have unlimited mental health days. I know how important those are for people to be relaxed, to, uh, to perform well. And that's how I perform well. I perform very well under those conditions. I'm very passionate about what I do. I never counted the hours compared to other designers or other contractors that used to work by hour. I just cared about the objective. It, it, it didn't matter if I had to work 12 hours a day in some days, I, I really didn't care. I just love what I do. And what drives me is when my work succeeds, especially with these big companies such as Uber, where your work can touch millions of people. And when you see the feedback, I mean, with, with Uber's growth team, we did, there were a lot of experiments behind, behind the work and you constantly see the results of those experiments. And it's always the small little things that you never expect could really drive conversion mm -hmm. that work. So I'm, I'm bringing more than a decade of design experience um, 
into video wise because video wise is a visual solution. V videos are very visual. Um, and especially because they get integrated with Shopify themes, which is another design aspect um, with, that's very related to design, which is the Shopify theme. And how do you add videos to the theme so that it looks great, so that it performs well, it integrates uh, seamlessly with your brand. And also the product has to be very familiar to the user when it interacts with it. So we got, you know, one part of our secret sauce is all of this design experience that gets put into the product. A lot of other products out there on the Shopify app store have little care for design or for, for, or for user experience. They're probably made by, by a couple of developers in that just, that are just trying something out. So that's not VideoWise. VideoWise is a proper company. We've, I think we've uh, exceeded 20 plus employees right now and we're constantly growing with our customer success, our 24 seven support team. And um, it's, it's, it became a real business in, in, um, in less than a year. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting it to be honest. For me, it was a very much of a surprise with VideoWise and how it came to be, but it just grew. And we just got confirmation from left and right. And we saw a need in here and an opportunity. What was the initial idea behind VideoWise? <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's very different than what VideoWise is today. Uh, the product evolved yeah. very rapidly. And this is because of my own behavior as a designer. I'm used to iterating very fast. I'm used to launching MVPs, studying, getting feedback with actual data, and then mm -hmm. adapting based on that data and feedback. So the way VideoWise came to be, VideoWise had, th had two more names before VideoWise. The first name was called Vidistar. And by the way, I think you're the first person or like the first podcast that actually knows this name. So it was Vidistar from Video and Stars because it was directly related to video reviews. And the way it started, it started from my own shopping behavior. I just, whenever I purchased something online, I just went to YouTube and watched unboxing videos and review, review videos about those products. I think that probably most people do that nowadays. They go to YouTube and they try to, to find a, a video review, yeah. unboxing videos from a YouTuber because you really, you really don't get a sense of that product that you're purchasing. And I think this applies more and more um, the more expensive the products become. If you're just buying a $3 pen, you're not even going to care. You're just going to be buying it. Yeah. It's the, the value is $3. But as the products increase in value, you're more and more interested about that validation that that product specifically is what you're looking for and it will satisfy your needs. So I always watch YouTube review videos and, and unboxing videos. And I was like, why isn't anyone using all of this content? YouTube is, YouTube is filled with these. Their entire communities or YouTubers that make millions of dollars from just unboxing videos or review videos, especially in the tech world or in the beauty world. Um, and I started digging. I, I noticed, and, and Google actually posted an article. It was 2020 May when they posted that 50% of shoppers actually go to YouTube to watch videos before they make a purchasing decision. And once I saw that data being a data-driven person, I was like, Oh wow, you know, so okay. It's like yeah. Google is giving me some green lights just in terms of confirmation that this is a global phenomenon. And let's let's try to take advantage of that. And I started with just one front-end developer, a really good friend of mine, and I high bootstrapped it. I hired another back-end developer. I created a Figma design prototype and I showed it to some some mentors of mine and they loved it. It was like, okay, this is very interesting. We we haven't seen anything like this. And we started scraping YouTube for video reviews. <laughs> How do we scrape YouTube? 
apparently it's not so easy. So the company started with scraping YouTube um, and we were very limited by that possibility. You have to become an, an authorized YouTube developer and YouTube is not very permissive with people scraping its platform. They will give you some access, but it's going to be very limited and it's not scalable in terms of a big company where you can scale to a million of Shopify stores and scrape their products. So we started simple, more of like a validation for the idea. <clears throat> and I, I launched it as a, on a landing page on a friend of mine. I launched it on his landing page. He was selling some courses and the video proved to work. It got engagement. It kept people on the site and it sold. And we were like, interesting. This is very interesting. And then we changed the name of the company to Review, R-E-E-View, and registered this company in the U.S. in Delaware uh, as a Delaware Corp. I knew how important paperwork was. And this is, I mean, I, this is a strong suggestion for other entrepreneurs out there. Get your paperwork right. Register your company in the U.S. if it's possible. Uh, it's just going to be so much easier if you raise capital, if you're, if you're aiming for an exit yeah. later on. It's yeah. much harder if you're doing it from, from Europe. Uh, I mean, it's not much harder, but it's not the same experience. With with US, for me, it was much easier even to raise capital and to to move forward with the company, even though the company was registered under my name in the US. And um, we launched a beta of the of, on, on Shopify. And I think in, in the first week, I had one install and four uninstalls. That's how it started. It was very depressing. <laughs> it was the first week of January. And I was somehow expecting like, oh my God, I'm going to have so many installs. Nothing happened. We just launched it. Nothing happened. Even though Shopify put us in the new and newer, uh, newworthy, uh, newsworthy, but um, nothing really happened. I think it was just a slow time of the year. So review yeah. then started slowly picking up stores. People just installed, gave us feedback, installed feedback. And in April, I raised a seed round of 1.1 mil. From, from different angel investors who are all rock stars and um, in, in, in the industry, in the e-commerce industry, or they're very big execs from, from Google, from Facebook, from Adobe Commerce, from Shopify as well, Shopify influencers, because I really cared about smart money, not just money. We did have a lot of capital on table in terms of offers. So I had the luxury to pick which investors I want. And um, I'm very fortunate to have went through that process. And... That's how it started. And immediately after that, I quickly got overwhelmed. Once we slowly like launched the company mainstream, it got really overwhelming. And my small team had to scale. At that time, we had no front-facing people. We were just developers and myself and a junior designer. And we had to scale. So we had to get front-facing people in marketing and partnerships and sales and uh, customer success and support. So over the summer, we have just been scaling the company. And we went through a rebranding process we turned review into video-wise because there was a confusion with the name, which made perfect sense. People thought we did reviews because of the name review, yeah, yeah. but the name was actually based on video reviews. So it wasn't like the best choice of name when I first uh, when I first uh, selected that name. And I wanted to be crystal clear that we do, we do video. So I included the word video in the name and the word wise because we are very proud of our complex analytics. So we offer great visibility great visibility into the entire shopper interaction and shopper journey on your Shopify store and how they interact with videos. And no other company actually offered, offers the level of complexity in terms of analytics that we offer on Shopify for video reporting. We checked all of the competitors. We looked at everyone. They just show some basic stats and that's it. We actually care yeah. about the entire shopper journey from the moment they're a visitor 
They watch the video when it's a true engagement, the add to cart, the conversion rate, the real conversion rate. And I'm going to get into that real conversion. Uh, I, I can get into that um, soon because we are not the type of company with hope conversion or like other apps that say we increase your conversion or you, it can really help you sell. It's just a bunch of bullshit. And um, yeah, excuse the language. Hope no kids are watching, but it, it is, it is, it is just bullshit. And I really, we are really honest. We take a lot of pride into showing real and true ROI for companies only when those videos actually sell. And yeah, not a lot of companies can pride themselves with true ROI. They, they say that, yep. you know, increase some revenue and they attribute themselves false revenue. So we don't do that. We are very transparent. Yeah. Last time when we discussed, uh, we even mentioned names between each other. Now I don't want to do it. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, we know so, a lot of companies in the Shopify ecosystem that, that do that, you know, false ROI, yeah. hope conversion, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty bad for the store owners. And, but it is what it is. It's the industry. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, there are many ways to trick the attribution model and uh, the conversions. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, attribution is a big question in the online marketing world, I think. But still, there are more uh, trustworthy ways of measuring it and more sure ways. And there are less sure ways, ways as well. <clears throat> Most software companies, they want the conversion and the sales to, to be attributed to themselves, of course. Uh, but I think that's why if, you know, it's beneficial if you understand data or at least you have someone yep. in your company who can help with that. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the features. So now, you know, it's a podcast and uh, people cannot see our screens, but let's just try to, you know, make them visualize what are the main features and how it can be used. Absolutely. So I can, I can take you through video wise. We actually, when the company started, we started with the most complex feature, which was our AI search that was able to scrape YouTube. That was quite complex. And we've spent so many months building it. And now it's just 20% of our product. So just as a basic round down uh, to through video wise with video wise, you can manage all of your, all of your videos. So you can import videos from, you can import them from YouTube, from TikTok, from Instagram, you can upload your own videos, everything's in one place. And we turn those videos into shoppable videos. So we can turn any video into a shoppable video, even an embeddable YouTube video, we can make it shoppable. Sorry. The reason we can do this is because our interface includes that type of video. So it actually works. It's, we are also a YouTube compliant partner. We have this, we still have this partnership with YouTube. We've actually increased our partnership with YouTube, um, during, during the time that video wise evolved, we now have a much powerful way of scraping YouTube. We can scrape it up to a million products every single day, which is absolutely insane. And it's really good for us. And we appreciate YouTube very much for allowing us to do this. But at the same time, we have to be compliant. And that's very hard to for some companies to do. We know a lot of companies that just download YouTube videos and they place it on your store. If any merchant is listening to this, please do not download other people's YouTube videos and place them on your store because you might find yourself a lawsuit. Do not do that. That's copyright yeah. infringement over somebody else's content. With video-wise, you just embed somebody else's video, which is completely legal. It doesn't... It doesn't uh, break any copyright laws. 
It's in accordance with YouTube's terms and conditions, and we follow YouTube's terms and conditions and Google's privacy policy. So it's a it's a very different way of, of doing video. But yeah, that's one part of video-wise. You can import from, from TikTok, from Instagram. You can leverage those videos. If you think about your TikTok stories, the lifetime of those TikTok stories is 24 hours. We are helping you leverage and extend the lifetime of your, of your Instagram stories and put them forever on your site. We are he- helping store owners expand the lifetime of TikTok videos because, as you know, with TikTok, you have to constantly produce new content in order to stay relevant uh, on, on, on people's feeds. So we take all of that existing videos that all of these stores already have. They already invested in influencers. They already, produce, they already have other people that have done unboxing videos for their products or review videos. We just take the content that you already have, we place it on your store, and we help you sell with that. So it, it it's actually putting taking the videos and putting it to work. TikTok was a very big confirmation for us this year when they turned their videos shoppable. Because as Instagram, everyone knows in video, the chances of somebody purchasing a product are much higher than when, when they're looking at a photo or at a static text page. Engagement is very high on TikTok. Engagement is very high on video. We're seeing the same results when we place video on, a, on an online store. Very high engagement. Convert The chances of somebody purchasing and the conversion rate of shoppers that watch video is up to 18%. And this is, you know, that 18% is calculated on stores that have an average conversion of 1%, 2%, which is huge. So it's in, in your own advantage to just put those videos to work. Once you put those videos to work, they're just going to work for you while you sleep. It's not like live shopping. With live shopping, you have to constantly be there, constantly sell. With video-wise, you can put it and sell it in your sleep. So import from TikTok, import from Instagram, use YouTube, upload your own videos. So you can upload your own videos with video-wise, and then you can use our white label player. We have a white label video player for all of the Instagram, TikTok uploads. Those are That, play, that video player is completely white label. The... The actual the experience of, of our videos is very it's very um, and I'm just trying I'm grabbing my phone to show you it's a very similar experience to the social media videos they're already used to so this is one aspect in design and this this goes to design theory where you do have to respect users mental patterns and try to give them products that they're already used to they're already used to swiping up and down on TikTok and on Instagram yeah. so. Um, I'm showing you this on on one of our uh, mm-hmm. on one of our sites. Yeah, yeah. So this this Come is Camp Skins, and they've placed TikTok videos on mm-hmm. on their store. And I'm just trying to click a video. There you go. Yeah, and there is a shop now sticky button. Exactly on the video. Uh-huh. You get the product details on the bottom. So this is the mobile experience that you're seeing right here. Yeah. Video pauses. And it's then- very it's very native. It's very native. It's very deeply integrated into Shopify, and it goes directly to the Shopify checkout process. Uh-huh. So it's yeah. we are deeply integrated into Shopify, even though we we have been working and we do have WooCommerce ready, Magento. We have other platforms ready. Mm-hmm. We decided to focus John just on Shopify. Shopify has been an excellent partner for us, and we we're going to be focusing just on Shopify because we can see the opportunity on this marketplace, and we're getting a lot of confirmation. So. You can import all of these videos, put them into a video player that's custom for your brand. You can customize the type of widgets that you can show on your site. It could be a single video. It could be carousels of videos, grids, masonry grids, uh, picture-in-picture, floating videos. So we have multiple teams and multiple ways of displaying these videos on your site. 
in a way which is very important that it doesn't slow down your page speed. Page speed is extremely crucial. I get asked about this a lot and our widgets do not affect the page speed. We really care that we really tested these packages, these JavaScript packages to make sure that we do not affect the page speed uh, in a way that's not beneficial for the site. So the way that we implement and the way that we embed our videos, it's called the light video embedding. Even Shopify Plus mentioned this on their Shopify Plus blog about, I think there was an article, 13 ways of improving your website page speed. And at number 13, there was a way that it was talking about video and how do you improve your page speed when you're adding video to your site? The worst mistake that you can do is just bluntly add a YouTube video, for example, on your page, because that video was actually gonna load with your page or add an autoplay video with your page. Try to avoid those sort of things. What we do is called light video embedding. We actually just embed a thumbnail, which is an image, and we compress those images. We compress our videos as well so that they load super fast. Mm -hmm. Another aspect is the custom thumbnails that we offer. During our onboarding process, we talk to our customers and we work with them to choose the best thumbnails. We even have on our on our WISE plans and enterprise plans services where we, where we work directly with the stores to make sure that those thumbnails get as much engagement as possible. So the video actually doesn't load when your page loads, just the thumbnails load, which are images with lazy loading. Only when you click on them, the video player opens in a full screen immersive experience and you can actually watch the video. It works on desktop, it works on tablet phone. All of our video widgets are fully responsive and adaptive. And I'm, I'm just gonna explain what these terms mean for anyone who's listening and they don't know these design terms, responsive and adaptive. It means that however you scale that browser, this, these widgets will always look right. They're just like water in a glass. I, I constantly use this expression because that's exactly, exactly how it is. No matter where you pour the water, it's just gonna take the shape of the glass. Same thing with the widgets. No matter where you're going to put them and what div, we made sure that those widgets are going to look great, no matter the size of the widget. So that's another feature, the widgets. So you import, I'm just doing a recap. You import videos or add videos, then you can use custom video widgets to display them. Now, another cool feature of our application, this is something that sets us apart from everyone in the industry. With a lot of apps like Insta feeds, like I think all of these apps that show media, or they, they somehow uh, show any social media uh, images or videos. The way that they work is in a very manual way. You create your, let's say, your, your feed widget or your video player widget. You, you put some videos into it, and then you manually go and place that widget in one place. And sure, that might work. What happens if you have 1,000 products? What happens if you have 10,000 or 50,000 products? How are you going to put videos on 50,000 products? You can't. So we, again, we, we actually started with these features. This was, I started with these features more than a year ago. For some reason, my mind starts with the complex stuff first. I tried to think of like really, you know, real case scenarios. And it was very beneficial when we actually went mainstream into Shopify Plus and we started getting these big merchants. These features were gold because today we have merchants with thousands of products and they have videos which are different for each product on thousands of product pages. So the way VideoWise works is you only copy this embed code once, and then the widget automatically knows what product page should it be rendered on and what videos are associated with that product. And that's very cool because your entire content moderation, your entire video moderation on what pages it shows, what videos they have, it's done within VideoWise. With a modern interface, a drag and drop um, controls, super simple. So you don't have, it's, you're, we're sparing people a lot of this manual work that they have to do which is copying a code on 
thousand pages. Who does that? Like, it's almost, you know, I mean, it's not impossible, but it'll take you thousands of hours, hundreds of hours to actually do that. Yeah. Another cool feature is, let's say that we we even have some customers that are retailers on Shopify Plus. So they sell products from multiple brands. Let's take uh, Headphone Zone, India. They're they're one of us one of our oldest beta testers, and they've been with us since the beta period, just simply because of this feature. This is the feature that sold them. They have thousands of products, and they're using video wise on on thousands of pages. So, how do you um, how do you find videos for all of these products? They sell so many brands of headphones from Sony, from Bose, from Apple. I mean, how do you find good videos for all of these products? Imagine if you were to do this manually to go to YouTube to search video reviews for Sony headphones, try to pick the best ones copy the embed codes for all of them, go and place them into your Shopify page and then do this for a thousand more pages. It's crazy. Well, at VideoWise, we do this automatically because of our find video UGC feature. This is the feature that we actually started with the company. We can scrape YouTube. We find only the most relevant videos, only the by relevant, I mean even the most positive videos. If, if, if the video mentions any bad words or uh, they misspoke about the product in a negative way, we remove those videos. We take all of that content and then we associate it with each product as a suggestion of videos that you should add. So now in VideoWise, you just open up the app, you go to a product page and you see these are suggestions of relevant videos for this product. I'm just gonna approve this, add it to the page, that's it. So find video you see has been a huge helper for us because of our YouTube partnership and we can scrape it and we can find positive videos about products or even videos that mention your brand on YouTube. We are soon expanding this to other social media platforms such as Instagram and TikTok so that we are going to be able to cover if anyone mentions you in a positive way on video on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Today, we only do it on Vimeo and YouTube, but we're soon about to do it on TikTok and Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was really insightful. And uh, let's talk about the conversion part and attribution because you mentioned it. So how, <laughs> how yeah, let's... Uh, unveil Absolutely. this secret of your company as well. I uh, mean, it's not a secret. We're very public about this. We we have videos that sell. It's very simple. I mean, for most companies, it's a secret or, you know, they don't tell this. We are very transparent publicly. We are very but, transparent with this. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> because, again, I do know that a lot of companies in the industry are not honest about the ROI. They're not honest about attribution, but we are. And the reason why we're honest is because we saw that these videos worked and we we wanted to clearly show stores, hey, look, this video content can produce you money. Here's how much money it can actually produce you. So in our application, we have two types of orders. We started with the influenced orders. And then later on, we added the direct orders once we added shoppable videos. <clears throat> I'm going to define each concept. By influenced orders, we actually started tracking what is the behavior of a shopper when they watch a video? Do they purchase a product? How much time do they spend after watching the video until they can purchase a product? So with influenced vi- videos, with influenced orders, we can actually track what orders are being made after a shopper engages with the video content in the same browser session. So we track that shopper and we know if they watch the video, closed it, and then immediately bought the product, we're just gonna tell you, hey, look, this is an influence order and this is the value of that order. We only take the value of the product, not the value of the whole cart. And just tell you, look, the video somehow influenced that revenue because we know that that shopper has engaged with the video. And by the way, we consider an engagement in our application at VideoWise 
a minimum five second engagement. So if a, if a shopper doesn't watch at least five seconds of a video, we don't consider that an engagement. We don't even track them at all. They're just clicks, meaningless clicks. But if they start engaging with the video, then that's something amazing. And we're seeing an average watch time of three minutes on sites. We have even six minutes on some site. Your website is pretty much becoming a video player where they spend time. And I can get into the time in a second after I'm done with the conversion. But we started tracking these influence orders. So we saw, okay, the conversion rate is really high. People are purchasing after watching the video. And there was a conversion rate difference. There was even one store, Faces Canada, which is a cosmetic store that put to doubt our analytics. This was in, I think it was in May this year. So what they did is they actually create some custom Google Analytics uh, trackers that track the same metrics that our application tracked because they they thought that we weren't showing them the real metric. The conversion rate was pretty high. The influence orders uh, were, were pretty high. So they did their own, they almost replicated our analytics in their Google Analytics. And when they saw that, that was all true. It was, it, for me, it was very amazing because no store has ever done this for us. And no, nobody gave us access to actually look at all of their data and then compare it with ours. <clears throat> and they did that they, they because they, they wanted to put the test all of our analytics. Yeah. So it was true. It was all true. They noticed the same difference. They looked, they took like their five bestseller products and they looked at the conversion rate without the video and the conversion rate with, with the video. And then they saw that shoppers that, that watch video, they, they saw conversion rates like 10%, 12%, 14%. Without video, 1%, 0.5, 1.0 something. Yeah, the usual. And they were like, okay. Round figure okay, numbers. Yeah. yeah. And they were, they were like, this is interesting. So the question was, wasn't like, does video help you make a shopping decision? The question was, how do we get more video on our pages? So they started putting, that's when we even implemented the feature and we allow people to put multiple types of video widgets on the same page. And now we have stores that have three different types of video widgets on the same page. Starts with product presentation on the top, maybe usually underneath the add to cart button. Then it goes to social proof, like a scene on TikTok or viral on TikTok or Mm -hmm. a scene on Instagram. And then they show reviews and unboxing right above their usually their text reviews area because with text reviews those are great again it's great social proof confirmation but when you can actually see it on video from other people on instagram which are not professional video these are authentic videos that people on instagram just put you know with unboxing with telling their opinion that's amazing social proof so that was amazing social proof and that's when we started adding multiple video widgets on the same uh, on the same pages on the websites and that's how this website Faces Canada really stuck to us as a client because they tested our data and they were very impressed with this data. So those were influence orders, but we realized that we cannot charge a commission on those influence orders because it was not direct attribution. It was just influenced attribution, right? I mean, yeah. sure, the person watched video and then they purchased, but some merchants contested it. They were like, maybe they would have purchased either way. I was like, okay. How do we provide a direct way of, uh, of attribution? Well, well, it was very simple. If they're watching the video and purchasing afterwards, why not make them purchase directly inside the video? So we turned all of we found a way to turn any video because we had multiple types of videos, right? We had our own standalone white label player. We had Vimeo players, YouTube video player. How do you create shoppable videos out of any video source? We figured out a way how to do that. And we, can, we turned all of our videos into shoppable videos which proved direct attribution. Now the shopper actually purchases inside the video, right? And we we can take a commission, a fair commission, a fair 2% commission. So it's a very low commission because we know we produce added extra revenue on your website. And that's direct attribution. We know that shoppers engage with the video and they purchase directly while watching the video. 
These are video players that work on both desktop, tablet, and mobile. We're seeing most purchases coming on mobile. They, and I think it's I think it's a ratio of a 730%, 70-30% in terms of mobile versus desktop. Yeah, in the average in e-commerce, yeah. Yeah. It's beauty, it, skincare, even 90%. Yeah. Yeah, in some cases, like some websites just rely on mobile traffic. In our case, yeah. it's about 70-30. But we want, as I said before, our video widgets are fully responsive and adaptive. So we weren't worried about uh, any of these cases. But we managed to turn any sort of embeddable video from any video source into a shoppable video. And this was just the beginning. While we're working on, it's amazing. And we actually have an amazing set of features that we're launching at the end of this month. I mean, our product roadmap until the end of the year is packed with features that are just going to help you as a store owner sell more with video. And we saw how we can sell with videos on your site, and we're expanding that even further. So that's our transparency with direct attribution. We only take attribution and ROI over the, the direct video orders. We still show the influence orders because those are very important. I want to show you as a merchant that, look, shoppers are engaging with your videos. And even maybe let's say they want to find a bit more or read more about the product, and they're not yet ready to purchase inside the video player. They might purchase afterwards. I still want to show you that. They watch the content for quite a bit, of, a bit of time, and then they still purchase. So we have some influence over those purchasing decisions. And when it comes to time, a huge benefit in our reports is SEO. A lot of people overlook this. SEO is extremely important. And one thing that one aspect of Google ranking is shopper or visitor engagement on your page, dwell time and session time. How much time do they spend on your page? How rich uh, uh, of media is your page? So in terms of time spent on site, we are adding hundreds, if not thousands of cumulative hours added. This is added time on your site simply because up until now, the average time that a visitor spends on a, on, on a product page or even on, on, on a store page is about a minute, a minute and, and or like 80 seconds, yeah. something like a minute and a half. What happens if you push that to five minutes or like even more? All of this, all of all of a sudden, your you know your dwell time and your session time is five x increasing simply because those visitors are spending time watching video. They're spending time watching content on your website. So, the SEO benefit was huge for us as well. We had some stores that did testing on this, and they were very happy with even with just this engagement rate. This is this was this was before we even had shoppable videos. This was just uh, when we were placing really fast loading videos on people's site, and we were able to source it and find UGC. But now that we have this confirmation of producing added revenue. Things are starting to uh, to blow up, and we are in in full growth mode and getting a lot of confirmation. So it's very exciting times. As I said, it's busy, but the good type of busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great to hear, and I think we can uh, finish here, and um, probably we can do another interview in like six months or twelve months and see where sure. you are. Um, yeah, so thanks everyone who listened to us today and thanks uh, Claudio for sharing all of these. <clears throat> I think it was really insightful. So if anyone wants to find you or your company where they should go? Videowise.com. It's very simple. So just go to yeah. videowise.com or Google me, Claudio Choba. You can find me on LinkedIn, on Twitter. That's where I'm most active. And I, you know, we can get in touch for sure. Yeah, yeah. We will put these links into the description of the podcast so everyone can find it. Uh, yeah, and thanks again. Stay tuned. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Ecom Show podcast. If you want to learn more about e-commerce, retention marketing, check out our Facebook group called 
top 3% e-commerce email marketing or check out our website, thebudaimedia.com. The show is brought to you by the team of Budai Media. See you in our next episode and don't forget our goal. Grow your e-commerce business together.